Hello? <laughs> Is this from my speaker? This thing on. Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy, wake up. Chrissy. I don't, I don't like this. Chrissy, wake up. <laughs> everybody <laughs> welcome back to my podcast the daily catch today i'm joined with naomi smith almost naomi fisher Hi, hi smith hyphen fisher i don't know what she's doing with that yet we'll and and neither <laughs> does she naomi is basically my future sister-in-law sister homie sister home slice Homie Broski, you know, yeah. you know the deal. Why don't I'm gonna stop talking and let Naomi introduce herself? Oh dear, what do I say about myself? I don't know. What do you do? What do I do? Uh, job interview pitch. Go. What Naomi. do I not do? Okay. Um. So I am working on my master's degree, my clinical social work master's degree. I just finished an internship. Um, being a therapist, and now I am going to work in adoption and foster care. And I'm graduating in four months, so. Wow. That's it. Kind of applause. If I had a soundboard, this is where I would enter it. <laughs> enter this entry. <laughs> I'm just trying to hurt Trey's ears at this point. Oh. <laughs> um, can you see my nervous thing I'm doing right now? Oh, you're good. Um, it's a microphone. I feel It's weird having a conversation when you feel like you're yeah. actually also talking to, like, a million people. Whoever which is actually listening. it's actually probably Ethan, Jesse, potentially my dad. And Noelle, maybe. If she remembers. Uh, <laughs> Jake wouldn't listen. Trey's not gonna listen. Trey's gonna listen. Trey's gonna listen. Jake might Will listen. Tyler listen? I don't know. Tyler, Tyler, if you're listening, send me a um a whale emoji and then I'll know. There you go. <laughs> That's really specific. Um so today we're going to be talking about Christianity, or I would say a Christian's response to mm -hmm. the LGBTQ. We could talk, we'll probably talk about the movement, probably talk about how to just help individuals in general, but just how does a Christian respond to mm -hmm. something like that mm -hmm. and not a gay conversion therapy response. Do you mean like the electroshock therapy? Not that. <laughs> Is that but what like, we're doing in but, church? <laughs> but like, you know, not from the like, you're a sinner. We need to like, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. essentially mm -hmm. torture like that. Of you. Is it conversion? Is it conversion Is therapy? Conversion? I don't know. I don't actually know what conversion therapy. Salvation Is. therapy. Bingo. <laughs> there we go. Episode titled <laughs> Salvation, <laughs> Salvation <laughs> Therapy. And the LGBTQIA plus youth. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm just gonna go for it, mm -hmm. Naomi. What are your thoughts on sex changes at the age of 12? <laughs> Good lord. We're going to go that far <laughs> no, already. No, I'm We're kidding. instantly just going to dive right in there. Okay. I think my actual genuine question is, mm. what are your thoughts on gay pastors? On gay pastors? Okay, I had so to watch... <laughs> wait, I had to... I was in a social work class at the beginning of the summer, oddly mm -hmm. enough, and I had to watch a video about a gender-neutral 
non-binary person, pastor, okay. who low-key transitioned to a guy. But didn't? But, like, he looks, she looks like a guy, but she was originally a girl. But okay. it goes by they, them, and was talking about, it was like, it's like a pastor at a church, and they're... Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. And it was like... <laughs> Wait, no, I'm confusing that. That was something else that I didn't pay attention to. I had to listen to a podcast by, it was like a Lutheran woman, female pastor, mm. who basically just, like, was very accepting of LGBTQ people, but, okay. like, what she preached was, like, do whatever you want. And I it was, see. like, a very, like, no accountability. She's like, it's not my job to tell you what to do. It's not my job to show you how to live. I'm just going to preach the Bible and tell you that Jesus loves you. It was kind of... Well, if you're a pastor, you are kind of supposed to tell yeah. people what to do. Yeah. I mean, not in, like... You're supposed to model the way. Yeah, not in, like, a helicopter parent kind of a way, but, like, hey, here's the the lay of the land. Here's, like, the right way to go, mm-hmm. and that will bless you and, make make your life really great. And if you're a pastor saying, oh, we'll just do whatever the heck you want, it doesn't really matter... You're kind of not doing your job. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Because, like, she was like, I do whatever. I-. She's like, I go to clubs on the weekend. I drink. I curse. Like, she was throwing profanities. She's a pastor? Left and right of, like, a Lutheran church. How did she get anywhere in the Lutheran church? That's, well, my, she, no, that's no, a real question. Well, her, like, thing was that she doesn't like the Lutheran church because it wasn't accepting of people. So she basically just, like, started her own and it like the point was to like well people are at church is kind mm-hmm. of her point but I'm like are you even like giving them anything mm-hmm. like that's not that's the point of like salvation is like you're literally a messed up human being you are so hopeless there's literally nothing you can do but mm-hmm. then Jesus came and died and that's the reason that we can go to heaven and like it's like and if you have that conviction you're supposed to like try and be a better person but if you're just being like, yeah, you can like do whatever you want. Jesus accepts you. He loves you. I feel like it's a very watered down Christianity mm-hmm. and like has no truth to it at all. Yeah. Because like, I think by nature, Christianity pushes you to be a better person. And if what she's saying mm-hmm. is you can do whatever you want, no, there's not like a lot of responsibility to who you are as a person. Yeah, there's no like responsibility. And there's also like no moral drive, I guess. But mm-hmm. anyway, so did you want to like, did you want to like dive into like, First, how the church is with LGBTQ people and, like, the message that the church is receiving from the LGBTQ community. And then we'd, like, where do you want to go? Whatever you want, dude. Oh, man. Well, I feel like I feel like because it's a Christian podcast and because we're talking about a very quote-unquote taboo topic, mm-hmm. I feel like we should unpack both sides. Yep. And then we can, like, dive deeper. Because yeah. I want to hear your opinions on some of this stuff, too. Because I've never, like, we've talked about this... Loosely. I feel like a lot loosely in like <laughs> short conversation, but like diving deeper into those would be really interesting. So we can start with I feel like the church's response to it because, in my opinion, I honestly don't even know what the church's response is. I feel mm-hmm. like the church that we go to now is a very come as you are, and I haven't had that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the church I went to before that, it wasn't like that. Like, this is one where, like, you could just show up mm-hmm. in sweats, and they're just like, I'm just glad you're here. Right. And I think, like, that's a good point. I don't actually know what, like, I think to an, if you're looking at it at an individual level, I've never, I haven't witnessed or seen or heard someone's story of, like, I was having these feelings, 
I guess it's queer feelings or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, I went to church, and they accepted me, but slowly and slowly they helped me see that, like, that's not the way to mm-hmm. sin, whatever. Like, because kind of, I've come to a conclusion that I think there are actually, like, gay people, mm-hmm. but, like, it's acting on it is the... Right. It's the sin. Right. And, like, I think that that's interesting because a lot of churches will portray that, like, hey, come as you are, we're just happy you're here, kind of a vibe. But then at the same time... You get there. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if I was... If I was a part of the LGBTQ community and then I walked into a church and people were like, oh, we're just happy you're here, like, they wouldn't either know about my sexual orientation or when they did, there would be some kind of a judgment. Like, just thinking as a human, like, I would feel that judgment just because of how, like, the church has approached these kind of topics not only in like history but also even in present day like you see the whole picket signs and that whole in my opinion not christ-like example Mm -hmm. to people and that's what the world sees because we tend to focus on the negative whether it's on the news or international Mm -hmm. or whatever you know and even like that conservative christian side is like put into like a box of like that's where all the bad people go Mm -hmm. and like i don't know like, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I know, like, it's to, like, put myself in somebody else's shoes who would be coming into the church who would know either nothing about God or whose family stated they were Christians and didn't love them or abuse them due to them coming out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there just seems to be a lot of, for lack of, an, like, a better phrase historical like trauma between those two Mm -hmm. groups and like a lot of tension yeah and it's almost like hey if you aren't straight then you're not going to be accepted into the church when that isn't how the bible is written it's not how it talks we can go into that deep like later but yeah there's just there's like just automatically a lot of like tension there and i know even in like the church you know, you see, like, some weird kid in youth group or, like, you sense something and they're like, oh, well, like, are they gay? Like, they seem, like, kind of, like, weird. Like, you yeah. know, like, that happens as well. So, yeah, I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of, like, okay, I don't, judgment. Yeah, like, I don't, <laughs> and I don't really know how you get around that because, I mean, at the same time, I think the Bible is a very judgmental book because mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, you're literally a terrible person and mm-hmm. but despite that, Jesus loves you mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's, like, it's hard for me to be like non you have to be accepting and like love that person but I think the idea of love I feel like it's not some like fluffy lovey-dovey thing like obviously you have to establish a relationship with that person Mm -hmm. you have to show them that you genuinely care about them but like I think love is much more than just being like Jesus loves you as you are it's like well he does but he pushes you to be a better version of yourself Mm -hmm. and this like thing that you're doing it like goes against what basically what god intended or whatever Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah i mean i've definitely like as a teenager and now like growing up to be like a young adult like looking at the bible you can't see it as very judgmental because even for people who aren't like gay it's the message is is that we need a savior because we're sinners yeah right um but i think it kind of 
once you really unpack that, it's more so the st- it's not just about an individual person. It's about God's journey to showing like his glory in mm-hmm. humanity, really. Yeah. Um and I think that's really the bigger picture, but it can when you, especially when you're like new to the Bible and reading and new to your faith, it can come across as like very judgmental and that's why people really tend to just steer away from it or like they cherry pick right and they choose to put stuff into their own context which like even i know i've done a couple Mm -hmm. times but it's like we're all human that's at the same Mm -hmm. time it's like i struggle when like i'm at church or if i say i'm at church and someone who could be a part of the queer community Mm -hmm. i'm really i have no place to judge because god sees whatever i'm doing at the same way as whatever they're doing. Right. So it's like we're both kind of sucky people. <clears throat> Not really, but like sinful people. We can mm-hmm. like help each other out and try and be better mm-hmm. compared to saying, oh, well, at least I'm not doing that. That's Yeah, and that's just, I think that's just humanity and how in the church, I mean, you think of, you think of like Catholicism mm-hmm. and how Catholicism was so much legalistic based. Yeah. And it became part of politics. It became part of Catholicism. Catholicism. You mean Catholicism or whatever? Catholicism. (laughs) Trey. Catholicism. Um, Yeah, and how that became part of law and politics and monarchy and, like, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was so legalistic that even Christians didn't even become Christians anymore. They were just following it to either get in a political circle or to not get burned at the stake or whatever the heck they were doing. And there's still part of that in the church where we're very legalistic instead of what we're always taught every single Sunday is to look at people through God's eyes and not our own eyes. And that's something that Christians really need to check themselves on Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. But something I've been thinking about for a while is like when I go to church I feel like there's not a lot of practical application at least mm-hmm. in like the day you're what's going on socially culturally mm-hmm. like I feel like although the message the message on Sunday was like we're all messed up coming home prodigal son type thing whatever mm-hmm. but like I feel like there's not a lot of like there's social issues going on and I feel mm-hmm. like there should we should be taking social issues and like connecting that not like mm-hmm. I don't know how you actually do that because I'm not pastor but like taking like this is an issue going on in society right now here's scripture that's kind of similar in a context like you put that into context and it's like right. similar to that and it's like how did Jesus respond or how did his followers respond to this and how mm-hmm. can we try and model that in a way that's practical now mm-hmm. like it's I feel like there's a lot of more like you need to like trust to love God I don't know I don't see a lot of like here's how this falls into what's going on now it's like kind right. of like a motivational like mm-hmm. and sometimes you need that but I'm like there's a lot of stuff happening right now like you can look at schools you can go online everything and I'm like I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that like I know mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to respond to that but like there's some people who are like well I don't I'm just gonna like keep my kid away from that I'm just gonna like homeschool my kid mm-hmm. or whatever which I think is good but it's also like you can't just run away from that you have mm-hmm. to try and like make a change there too and I don't think we're addressing that if that makes mm-hmm. sense 
Yeah, I mean, the whole kid issue, that's, like, a whole other... <laughs> that's, like, a whole other topic because it's kids, it's not adults. But, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, in, in my social work classes, we would talk a lot about LGBTQIA people, um, <clears throat> and that name has gotten longer. <laughs> um, I won't and, say Rainbow Alphabet. Yeah, not Rainbow Alphabet, but, like, and I hope that people listening to this don't take this podcast is us like attacking people Mm -hmm. who are gay it's hopefully trying to bring some perspective to both sides yeah um and i've i've had a lot of i haven't had a lot but i've had friends who are gay who are lesbian who are trans Mm -hmm. and being like a social worker i've worked with people who identify as such so i'm just hopefully i can take their experiences and kind of sprinkle them in here but yeah um I know as a Christian, because when I looked at the Bible and there's, you know, people always mention the Leviticus verse, but there's tons of verses regarding homosexuality. They're in the New Testament as well. Yep. So when people use that, I'm sorry, like that's not just because it's in the Old Testament, just like ta- the ta- tattoos, like argument. It's not the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it can get confusing because it's just in the Bible. It just says do not have you know, same sex, don't, like, you know, mm-hmm. don't have homosexual sex in any manner. Yeah. Um, and now we're hearing, top like, words such as non-binary and, you know, gender non-conforming and transgender and all these other different labels are now just, like, coming up. And mm-hmm. as Christians, there's, like, that non-binary is not in the Bible. No. <laughs> like, that's not in there. So, I think it's a really good point. Like, how do we, how are we equipping other Christians to, to address this? Or, like, even if somebody, if I were to have somebody be like, well, I'm not in the Bible, God doesn't, they could, like, make some weird, like, right. I'm not in the Bible, therefore God doesn't love me, which mm-hmm. is, like, that's just a random thought I just had now. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. I think, I mean, also, and I've brought this up before with you, I think. And with other people, but in like early two thousands, everybody was anti label. Everybody was like, "I'm a hipster. I don't want mm-hmm. any labels." And now you've got people listing like fourteen different labels in their bio, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, well, I belong to this subgroup." And uh, as Christians, we just see people as people. Like it doesn't matter what your quote unquote label. There's is. a lot of identity politics, and just like yeah. you place your ident- identity. Like we were talking about people. It's like I'm being neurodivergent. Is like. Mm-hmm. an identity now and I'm like no mm-hmm. I don't think that's what that is it's a part of who you are mm-hmm. but I don't like I don't know the idea of saying I identify as this like the only thing I could relate to that is like I identify as a Christian mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say oh I identify as this so my mm-hmm. my pronouns are Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> right well it's um, more so my, you are Jamie and identity. you're also a Christian, and you're also white, and you're also an American, and you're also a woman. Like, it goes down. Yep. Everything, the labels go under you. You don't go under the labels. Yeah. That's right. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I was actually, so I'm in an anthropology 101 class, mm-hmm. which no offense to anyone who's an anthropologist, but, like, what is, <laughs> please explain to me what the point is <laughs> I don't know. Is that study of, like, humanity? Yeah, it's the study of people. Okay. And I'm like, I feel like that's what communication is to an extent. Anyway, but, like, I don't know. What's the difference between that 
and sociology. Yeah, so, like, everything is so, like, that's just, like, a branch of people in study that I, like, think about more deeply, and I'm like, why are we doing that? But that's a, that's a conversation for another time. But I forget what my professor was talking about in this lecture, but she was talking about how after the fall, everything that happened, or, like, I think it was, like, oh, no, it was, like, the... V- relations between a man and a woman and how like culturally Mm -hmm. and like traditionally women are put under men and like how the bible says that the man will rule over the woman lead the household things like that and it got me thinking of how it was like for me my argument on lgbtq whatever is like i look at the garden itself Mm -hmm. i know there's a bunch of other but for me the thing that clicked for me was like in the garden god created man and women and that was how he had intended it to Mm be and then there was the fall so like i hear them saying how like the art everything that in the old testament isn't valid because christ made like the new law Mm -hmm. which is why i don't think the leviticus like we couldn't eat pork couldn't get tattoos same-sex relations that all was supposedly went away when jesus died Mm -hmm. but i look at the garden and that was how god had intended it to Mm -hmm. be so i don't know if that's a watered down simplified version i struggle to like Mm -hmm. explain the other verses that people pick out and being like well this is no or like this is why god said we can't do this Mm -hmm. this is that i've had you know i remember my freshman year bible 100 class or whatever they were talking about how i think was it sodom and gomorrah i think they were I'm blanking. It was one of the stories of mm-hmm. how the men were having immoral sexual relations, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like same sex man on man. It was like a man having same sex relations with a servant boy or okay. like a young servant. Mm-hmm. That was the context. And right. I just, I feel like you can make an argument for anything, but for me, mm-hmm. it found fundamentally it goes back to the garden, which is how he intended it to be. So if it was mm-hmm. supposed to be some other way, it, it would have been. Right. another way or if he said you can do this too mm-hmm. it would have been there and it's not right there's like so much that you just said that i like want to jump all over but oh. i won't i'll try not to um i know that was a lot but no I like, like because i i have a minor in biblical studies so like we've talked about these topics and like mm-hmm. bible verses just pop into my head but um a lot of what is talked about in the New Testament is by Paul, and it's in Corinthians and Galatians. If somebody else knows better, please correct me. I'm not great <laughs> with, like, verse numbers and spots, but I could kind of hit it on the book. Anyways, um, and what you mentioned about, like, pedophilia going on. I'm not even going to call it a relationship because it's not. Yeah. But that became very standard practice in ancient... Um, civilizations you can look at it in egypt sodom and gomorrah rome it was huge like you look at aristotle and plato and all these people and the people who were teachers would take young boys and train them up and in response the young boy would quote-unquote give them sexual favors like it's really really sick but yuck yeah so (laughs) anyways not even to not that lgbtq people are anywhere near pedophiles yes making that clarification but in rome especially which Mm -hmm. was a majority of what we learn as christians takes place at that time period Mm -hmm. a lot of sexual things were getting confused um prostitution was huge it was a form of worship and sacrifice to the gods 
virgins, the whole, like, sacrificing virgins thing. Uh, Roman baths was basically where you just hook up with people. It was seen as a rite of passage for men to have sex with men, for them to become a man. I don't know. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> like, Roman generals. You're starting to put that one passage in Romans into perspective right. for me. <laughs> uh, but, like, even, even in battle... There were a few Roman generals. I don't remember their name. Probably something ending in us. But... Phineas. (laughs) Yeah, like Maximilius or something. (laughs) And he thought that to build morale of the troops was to have them all sleep together. Because then they would become a connected, quote-unquote, brotherhood. So, sex in general was just very, very, very perverted in Rome. Yeah. And if you look through history, you see sexuality get very confused and even with the pedophilia stuff very perverted. Yeah. And that always happens before the empire falls, which is also very interesting. So that is why I just went on a conspiracy theory. I know conspiracy <laughs> theories. But that is why um, Paul talks about it a lot is because it was so rampant and culturally it was just acceptable that you do that. And if Interesting. you didn't, you were weird, basically. Oh. So. Seeing some deja vu there. <laughs> yeah, but I also always think back to the garden as well, especially the whole the whole non, non-binary argument of I can float and I'm not either and that biological sex quote-unquote gender whatever you want to call it is a social construct makes no sense is because all throughout science and everywhere else on the planet there are animals of male and female there are some that are both but those are like jellyfish and I think there's only one species of them so anyways and then people say oh what about intersex people which is such a tiny tiny portion you're using the like exception yeah exactly exactly um and like even in trees like pollination, like it's it's literally everywhere. And also, I think we were also created to be the rulers and like stewards of all of this. So, Correct. like to compare ourselves to a tree or like a turtle or a jellyfish, I'm like tree self. <laughs> build me a greenhouse. Sorry, um, but like to compare ourselves to that, I'm like God created us with the intention of watching. Like He created it all and said, mm-hmm. "Okay, I need somebody to watch it and take care of it and cultivate the earth." Right. So, like, we were created with the intention of, like, being above, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, above all of that. So, I feel like to go back and compare ourselves to that, no, God saw those mm-hmm. things, and he said they were good, but they weren't good enough to, like, rule the planet, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. We don't rule the planet, but, like... Take care of it, which yeah. we're doing a terrible job of. <laughs> but so, anyway. So, like, <laughs> I, I hear that, and I'm, like... From a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Even scientifically, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Well, th- yeah. like if Socially, think- I don't think that makes sense because I'm confused, and I don't think right. it should be confusing. Well, if you if you think of it purely from a logical standpoint, let's, like, get rid of Christianity for a second. Think of it from a purely biological standpoint. And this is, all, this is really arguing the transgender movement mm-hmm. and non-binary movement that's happening right now. I'm not talking about people with gender dysphoria. That's a whole different thing. Those are true people who are truly transgender, but this is the whole social construct that's happened around transgenderism that we're talking about. That's a very finite, yes. that's not the word, but finite <laughs> group of people right. that they're taking that. And I think people are taking that and just running with it and trying to fall back to identity politics yeah. as they want to be special and unique. Yeah. 
But it, you look at it from that standpoint of, okay, there's male and female and everything else. And the male and female have to get together, together sexually in order for life to take place. Whether it's a plant, whether it's a bee, whether it's a fish. Seahorse. Yeah, whether it's <laughs> you or me. Like, it, like, that has to happen. So if you look at it from a biological standpoint, evolu- evolutionary speaking, mm-hmm. so I'm totally getting rid of Christianity here. Evolutionary speaking... If a species of animal developed from female to female getting attracted to each other and male to male being attracted to each other, the species would die out. Yeah. So even if you're talking about evolutionary standpoint, and that's very, it sounds very, very harsh, but that's the truth. Yeah. It makes sense. Now, obviously, people are not just animals. We're also spiritual beings. So that's, I guess, where people... There's, like, so many different layers because it's also what people identify as, what their heart feels, what their mind thinks. Like, it's just so many different things. It's not just, like, a fish and a fish, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I don't know if that made... we're not comparable to fish. Right. I don't know if that made any sense. It it did. Like, we... If you like trying to simplify it and, be, and like mm-hmm. make the argument, it's like, well, if all the girls sleep together and all the guys sleep together, we're eventually going to die out. And Elon Musk's point of depopulation will ring true because we will all die. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's really that's really the whole, I guess, trans movement issue that's going on, I guess. I think it's sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going to cut you off. But like, I want no. you to finish that. <laughs> no, I think like. It's important to identify, and especially this is something that Christians don't know, and I had to learn as a social worker, as a clinical social worker, to understand that gender dysphoria is a real thing, and it's something that people are born with. It's a chemical imbalance in your brain. Yeah. So people who say that real trans people don't exist, they're wrong. That sounds really harsh, but it's, it's absolutely a real thing. That people suffer with, just like people have suffered with schizophrenia and other yeah. types, you know, freaking <laughs> like depression. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, but what has happened is people who have gender dysphoria and they know from a very, very early age, um, not that they're a different gender, but that they are they very uncomfortable in their own body, in their own born biolo- biological, excuse me, sex. Um, and that occurs from a very early age. Now, all of a sudden, you're seeing 18-year-olds saying, oh, well, like, I like blue, so I must be a boy. Yeah. And that's a very simplified, washed-down version. But these are people who they're very unco- not... They're very uncomfortable in who they are. They don't have... Like, it sounds bad, but like they don't have a lot of friends. They don't have a lot mm-hmm. of confidence. And I find that you're seeing more of it just because people are now making more friendships online Mm -hmm. and it's easier to be vulnerable online when people have no idea who you are like if you're just hiding behind a username you can share how you're feeling and I feel like you're having more people be growing together online and they're all sharing these same things so like they kind of all conclude and encourage that maybe Mm -hmm. I'm actually a boy maybe I'm actually a girl maybe I'm neither that's why I'm so uncomfortable that's what I think is happening but to me when I see that happening it's just showing how evident mm-hmm. is that we live in a godless society mm-hmm. and like people ask me why i get so triggered and like heated about these issues is because i'm like there's i feel like there's such a lack of like i jokingly say everyone has a jesus size hole in their heart but like mm-hmm. i think that's so 
true because these are people who like desperately just need to feel loved and accepted yeah. and instead of that they're just getting something that's gonna like ruin them yeah like five ten years down the line even like really quick if depending on like how crazy they feel out of like they just need to feel loved by mm-hmm. someone and like who can like has a stable mind I don't know if that's not right but like has like a stable mind to say yeah. you are loved but like what you're doing here is just hurting yourself and being able to say that to somebody but like not being like no you shouldn't do that like I think what you said about the picketers or even like you watch anything about online about pro-queer anti-queer it's a very like no you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong so Mm -hmm. that makes them even more fired up and instead it's like no I want to help you yeah and I don't think we see we don't see a lot of like I want to help you you yeah, could, like exactly. you're, it's a cry for help, and exactly. there's not a lot of that. Exactly, and I think I heard from one of my favorite people on YouTube, Blair White, who is a trans woman, um, conservative trans woman, but Caitlyn Jenner. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, honey. <laughs> but Blair White was born male and had severe gender dysphoria mm-hmm. her whole life. Um, went through the whole transitional process got diagnosed with gender dysphoria and went through the necessary steps to know that that was actually her diagnosis. Nowadays, you're not even seeing people get that diagnosis. And I can say, hey, I feel like a boy going to a doctor's office and get out with a prescription for testosterone. Yeah. So it's 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 gone from like one in 30 to 60, 100,000 or 60,000, something like that, to now it's it's like gone up something crazy, like 400%. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense to me because you don't have in the span of five years one mental illness go 400% through the roof. Yeah. So people who say, oh, like I'm trans, blah, 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 but they're not diagnosed with gender dysphoria and I would be called a gatekeeper, I guess, of what the word transgender means. But that's traditionally what it meant. And now it just means I identify as something other than what I was born as, which is not trans. You have to actually transition to be trans and you have to have a diagnosis in order to do so but now it's just a term that people exactly now it's just a term and it's become so politicalized that like now doctors you don't even have to have a diagnosis you can just say that you're what you are and you can just leave with some prescription that affirms that yeah which is very sad in my opinion because there are people who are now being put on hormones and all kinds of things that 10 years down the, the line they're saying, oh, well, I think I was wrong. I think I was just a lesbian or I was just a tomboy. Or I was just alone. Right. And it's it's interesting because I've said this to so many people because these same people who agree that you don't need a diagnosis to be trans, blah, 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 they also believe that gender is a construct, Right. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, they say, if you're a boy and you like Barbies, you could be a girl. Yeah. So make that make sense to me. You think it's a social construct and that gender roles apparently have nothing to do with your biological sex, nothing to do with your nature, nothing to do with... Then why transition at all? Exactly. So why transition at all? Why can't the kid just live without labels? But you're saying that that kid has to be trans because they like the quote-unquote opposite gender s- role yep. stuff. And for me, like, I look back at my own life and I think how terrifying it would be if I was a kid nowadays because I was always into boy stuff. I was never into girl stuff. Constantly playing with trucks, trains, 
all that kind of stuff. I loved getting rough and rowdy with, you know, my friends. I was not, I was never a girly girl in any means. Yeah. So if I think of myself, if I was in like elementary school now and a teacher said, oh, well, maybe you're not a girl, maybe you're a boy. How unbelievably confusing is that for kids? It's very confusing. Right. But anyway, we really went down a rabbit hole with that. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I think what I was saying was, like, you see all this happening, and for me, it's just giant cry for help. Mm -hmm. And it, like, I think this goes back to what I was saying about how there's, there's not a lot of practical application in the church. Like, what... We're seeing a rise of a mental illness, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that something else is happening. How, what is the church supposed to do? We can't ignore that, mm-hmm. obviously, but I feel like there's, like, I think something really, really bad is going to happen before the church finally pulls up their pants and is like, mm-hmm. okay, let's, let's talk about that. Like, cause I feel like on an individual level, I know if I, I'm still going to like, I'm not going to scream at someone and say, God hates you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and still be their friend. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, as I grow that relationship with them and they ask me for my honest opinion, I'll give it to them, you know. But, like, the ch- I think the church needs to become a much more, like, not, like, an accepting place, but a place that's, like, we can help you. Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's other ways. And I really, I, like, don't know how you're supposed to go about that right. at all. Because if, if we look at it from... A conservative perspective if you tell somebody who's a leftist you aren't what you identify as that's a slap in the face is number one they're going to take it as a slap in the face and also that you're hateful and you're a bigot and they're going to leave yeah you know so i think in in terms of what's gotten so difficult for christians is the whole non-binary trans thing because gay and lesbian people have been around forever yeah um and that's different. That's just saying, that's saying, okay, you are a woman, but what you're doing with other women is not right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me saying, okay, so you're a woman, but you identify as a man, but you're not a man, you're a woman. It's like, it's very, I guess one is blaming the relationships that they're having and one is blaming them as a different person, which gets it very It's hard, It's touchy. Al- and it's also just hard to hear that, hey, your whole lifestyle is actually like so wrong. Right. And like messed up. Like I don't know if someone right. were to call me out, yeah, that'd be like a very hard thing to do. And I guess it's like, how do you help somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. want to be helped? But mm-hmm. like all of their actions are basically saying, I need help, mm-hmm. but I can't see that I need help. Mm-hmm. Or at least in the sense that like, mm-hmm. I, maybe the person knows that they need help, but they don't know what it is. So mm-hmm. when they get it, they like. Are you talking for everybody in the LGBTQ group? guess like mm-hmm. i feel like if you have like say like a gay person and like i've had somebody ask me like do you think what i'm doing is wrong and like i didn't know how to respond because i was like well like yeah i do think what you're doing is wrong but i think it's i don't think it's any worse than like the th- sins i have done like i said right. i don't think i'm better than you mm-hmm. and like i tried to make that clear i was like we all have our own shortcomings it's the same thing you can be tempted to do something but it's different if you act on the temptation then you are wrong mm-hmm. whereas if you don't act on it then that's like something you can work on to like try and work through and yeah. get past that i think it's kind of the same thing but i feel like it's dangerous to say god loves you and accepts you at the church 
mm-hmm. and to not call anybody out at the same time and be like, you need to be a better person, which I think that goes back to, like, yeah. that pastor that I was talking about was, like, I think she's making the argument, well, at least we're at church. At least we're getting the scripture. I'm like, but, like, right. what kind of scripture are you getting? Because, like, Jesus was honest. Like, you listen to what he, who he talked to, what his messages were. He had to speak in, like, parables, but, like, he was like, you know, basically, like, what you're doing, it's, like, super wrong. Like, you're, hor- you're like, a horrible person. And then, mm-hmm. like... But then again, like, Jesus never came across that way. Yeah, so, like, how wow, how do we be like Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's... I could be wrong, because I'm always wrong. But it's in Isaiah. <laughs> it's in Isaiah. I believe it's 56 or 59 or 58. It's one of those. Words. It's in the upper 50s. It's in the upper 50s. That was our book for social work. Because... In social work, you meet people who are addicts, prostitutes, mm-hmm. LGBTQ, uh, pedophiles, like everyone Everything. in an era in between. Um, and when you look at Jesus' life on earth and what he did with people and his miracles, he always, he never, ever judged a person. Mm-hmm. He never, ever once judged a person. He said it was God's place to judge, it's not man's judge. And yet he didn't come out and outright judge somebody and said, you are wrong. Yeah. Um, But what Jesus does do is he always reflects back to the love and salvation which God gives. And what we learned in social work is you have to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And with that comes a certain degree of spiritual and individual discernment of how do I best show Christ to this person? Yeah. And it's not my place to judge. It's not my place to tell them what to do with their life. But how do I best represent Christ's love to them? Because we're not the ones who save people. God is. So all we have to do is love people where they're at. Um, and that's way easier said than done. Yeah. It's like a very <laughs> yeah hard line because I feel like someone could interpret that and you have the pastor who was saying you can do whatever you want it's not my place to tell you that but it's like she was saying how she she doesn't have to model the way but I'm like as Christians we're called to live like Christ because that Mm -hmm. is different from everybody else and then therefore that would make other people be like well why is she different and you share Mm -hmm. why and like to Mm -hmm. just say that Jesus loves you, but, like, not live a life that shows that he loves you, I feel like that's... Yeah. But that's somebody who already would identify as a Christian. hmm Right? Yeah. And that's that's that turning point, I guess, because when I... I mean, I've lost touch with a lot of people I used to know, but when I had a friend who was trans, people from the church would message me and be like, why are you hanging out with this person? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why wouldn't I hang out with this person? They're a really awesome person. What's the problem? Just because totally different political views, totally different religious views, but the amount of, like, I literally would just post Bible verses that I found impactful on my Facebook page, and he would see them, and we were we worked together and then within like three weeks hey are you like a christian i saw your facebook page Mm -hmm. did i ever go up to this person once and just start screaming about my faith never 
I never brought up my faith with this person. It's just by how you... It's it was your just actions. how I lived. It's how I was with my relationship. It was how, in the way that I talk, I don't cuss. Like, none of that stuff. And it brought up so many different topics over years. Mm-hmm. And um, this friend had a really, really difficult relationship that they were in. And I would drive them to my house every week just to kind of unwind so they didn't have to go home. And I remember he once said to me, like, your house is the only place I know that has peace in it. And it's just because it's a Christian house. Did I say, oh, it's because the Holy Spirit is in all of my family members and in my house and our house is a sacred place no (laughs) but it's just how you live and planting those seeds in people and letting the holy spirit and god take control of salvation is what's important it's not ours to we can't force anybody Mm. into salvation and that's where i think the church gets mixed up is like oh we gotta scream the truth for people to get it jesus never did that he would just say i am god go yeah. and live in love or go and live in peace and don't repeat this that's it he never said your sin is disgusting you're an awful per-. yeah people people who are bad christians who don't know how to love people are the reason that the world thinks that that is what christ says yeah and it's it's tough because as real followers of christ we not only have to try and totally switch a an outside christian's viewpoint on how christians are yeah but also we have to discern within ourselves in our own christian community what is godlike and what isn't so yeah. that was a very long answer but like story story short like you have to meet people where you're at like mm-hmm. where they're at and wait for them to come to you about spiritual topics yeah yeah because if you just start you can't have coffee with someone. I'd be like, so this is why I actually asked you for coffee because I think you're a terrible person. Like, I don't. Right. Sit down, Katie Lee. I just want to talk to you. I feel really convicted. Like, God's been talking to me in my prayer closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About and how I, you're so messed up. Like, you yeah. can't do that. And so it's more of like a, it's like a long game you have to play. Yeah. And not, not even play. That sounds like manipulative. But it's like, yeah. you, if you want to see, mm-hmm. it's like the same thing. If you want to see change, you have to change in your community. And I mm-hmm. think as a Christian, it's just simply being, working on your yeah. own. I think it's like Jordan Peterson who like, he's not a Christian, but like, he just like talks about biblical ideas and you could argue. I thought he became a Christian. I miss that. Um, <laughs> I thought he got converted and my mom was, my mom watches <laughs> Jordan Peterson. But like talking about his salvation story. So I don't know if he's back to being an atheist or I don't know. Um, we can unpack Jordan Peterson's spiritual <laughs> identity some other time. But, like, he's talking about, like, if you want to make the world a better place, you focus on yourself and you make yourself a good person and you focus on helping those people around you. And I think it's as simple as that. You work on your faith, your individual relationship with God, and, like, that starts to, like, overflow out of you. Dog's barking. Don't mind my father yelling at the dog. Um, it's Amazon or a squirrel. <laughs> or just... The wind. Anxiety. Um, (laughs) 
but like as you as we work on our own relationship with God and like pursue that that just starts to overflow and it becomes evident in your other relationships whether you can help it or not right and I think you start there and then just like you're nice to people and you like do what Christ would do which is like you go and you help and then I think that's when you would get people coming to you Mm -hmm. being like I need help and like you let God work through you you don't help them you let God help them through you. Right. And I and think I, it's also switching that mindset of this person is not somebody that I need to save. I can, like, share my insight and plant some yeah. kind of seed for them. But somebody else right. might come along and water them some more. So right. it's like, like it's, it's not, let me become friends with LGBTQ people to convert them to Christianity. No. Like, you do not want, if that's your motive, you're not going to lead somebody to Christ. <laughs> It's not about that, and I hate to say that because I know as Christians we're called to be disciples, we're called to share the gospel, blah, 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 I know. But you cannot save people by shoving the gospel down their throats. It's never, ever once worked in the beginning of history. Jesus himself didn't do that. He just said simple truth and loved them where they were and let them go. So I hate it when like people do that because when I've met people who are atheists or gay, lesbian, trans, whatever, and then they find out I'm a Christian, they're like, well, you're the only Christian who's never judged me before or mm-hmm. expected anything of me. I don't want to expect salvation out of them. Because it's also, like, it's like, this is the only argument I'm saying, but it's like, I'm trying to forget what it is, but it's like God holds us to a different standard than them, so I can't expect... Mm-hmm. I think I was talking, I think it's, like, the whole sex thing. Like, someone asked me, like, why don't you have sex before you get married? I'm like, well, God calls me to not do that. And he's like, oh, so then I'm a bad person. I'm like, well, no, you're not a Christian, so God technically doesn't expect you to do that, and I don't expect you to do that. That's what I live my life according to because my God calls me to do that. So it's like, And that's why we can't, as Christians, say to a gay person... I hold you to my same standards mm-hmm. because they're not walking that path. So how you can, show them your standard. And right. if that draws them in and they start to ask you questions, that's yeah. when you let God work through you. It's yeah, not the amount, the amount of conversations I had with this trans friend about my lack of sex life <laughs> was shocking. Like every single conversation we had, Oh, have you guys, like, done it yet? Like, what's wrong with you guys? Welcome to college. Welcome to college. But also just the world, like, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. It's a personal thing to ask. No, 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 no. I mean, like, if I was not a Christian and I came up to somebody and they're like, yeah, I've been with my boyfriend for five years and we've never had sex, I would find that very weird. It's very atypical, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is just one aspect of my life. I hope there's more. But there's just <laughs> one aspect of my life where I do listen to Christ and where I think God does shine in my life, and people see that so evidently. Yeah. I don't have to force it on them, you know? Mm-hmm. I just need to be willing to love the person and have a conversation. Yeah. It's not... I think the church puts so much pressure on, oh, well, if you talk to somebody who's gay, like, you have to tell them the truth so they can get saved. But it's at the same time, like, we're all Christian. We're not meant to be perfect people. Right. The whole point is we're not. So it's, like, to expect us to have a perfect interaction with somebody, like, of that group. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Like, you're not going to do... This sounds really weird, but, like, you're not going to do that to a black person. No. You know? You're not going to do that to anyone. Like, you're not going to go up and, like, walk on eggshells around them because then that makes them feel even worse. And you're like, no, 
God sees us all the same. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all the same. Regardless of race, race orientation, money, class, money, job, all social that stuff. Sp- it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you're, like it's like the same. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk and I, same in God's eyes. <laughs> Homies. <laughs> yeah. We're equals to me and Elon Musk. So, like... <laughs> I'm just as famous. <laughs> I'm, in God's eyes, I'm better than Elon. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Not so, quite. <laughs> so, like... I don't know where I was going with that. But, like, to expect a perfect interaction of, like, I think it's weird that it's expected of us to just, like, immediately start preaching truth to the LGBTQ people. Because I'm like, that, in general, that's not how you minister to people. You minister through action, and your action is supposed to demonstrate that, Mm -hmm. which, therefore, leads to something out of your control. But... (laughs) Well, also, that brings up a good point, because as Christians, we do not open ourselves up to be teachable by people who are not Christians, mm-hmm. which I think is a big, big blind spot, because how are you supposed to understand people... If you're not with those. We, if you don't even... You won't even listen to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think it's important to have, like, Christian influences in your life and have your Christian group, but you also yeah. need to be able to go out and take the things you have learned as yourself obviously like let's just use high school as an example mm-hmm. you get caught up in the wrong crowd that you're just carried off but it's like being able to discern for yourself like i, I need to be out and these people just that doesn't sound right because it's like you need to be out with those people to understand them mm-hmm. and also i think of it as like community policing <laughs> people okay. this is like people hate cops right now like, they don't yeah. like them because mm-hmm. every interaction they've had with them I is love cops. Same girl. <laughs> Do you see the flag? Blue stripe flag. Let's go. Um, but, like, people, like, there's a thing now that they're trying to get cops to do community policing so that to, like, basically go out into the community and increase their interactions with people to give them positive experiences with the police. Okay. Because, like... Usually they only have, like, a cop pulling them over or yelling at them. Right. Whereas if, like, yeah. I saw, like, a video of cops at, like, a talent show up on the stage, like, doing karaoke or something at a middle school. And the kids were loving it. So it's, like, community policing is, like, increasing the positive interactions. I and see. so they also know you and they come to recognize you. So they're more likely to respect you and therefore, okay. like, listen to you. That makes sense. In, like, the same capacity, if all the Christians are just hanging out at church and just hanging out with the Christians. Mm-hmm. Who's 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 loving the other people? Who's who's yeah, doing that? Exactly. And I think that's that's kinda like if you wanna talk about any topic when it comes to sin, whether it's sexuality or whatever it is, with addiction or whatever, how are you supposed to reach those people if you don't even understand them and you won't even go near them? Yep. It doesn't make any sense. God called us to go out into the world, not in. Mm-hmm. He called us to go out into the world to be disciples and to be out into the world. We're not to be of the world, but we have to understand it yep. in order to just be friends with people. If I, like, went up to a Muslim and I was like, hey, Joe, I don't know. I was like, hey, Joe, like, I'm Naomi and I'm a Christian. He would be like, okay, we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. But if I went up to Joe at, like, a coffee shop and said, hey... I love your shoes. I don't know. I love your laptop. Looks really cool. What are you up to? You're more likely to get it. Yeah. And I if I didn't come right out the bat with it, it like, it scares people. Mm-hmm. It's, it it it's is scares- scary to put yourself out there in general. Yeah. But it, it doesn't, I think, 
atheists are kind of like what we used to focus on is like the biggest group we have to reach. Mm -hmm. But I don't think atheists are the hardest to reach because it's pretty simple in my mind to validate that God exists. But with other people who believe in different gods or just reject the Christian God, Mm -hmm. it's a different story, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of that's kind of like what any sin topic boils down to of like how to disciple people is just you just gotta love people and it's difficult as a christian to not get caught up in all the legalism that goes on at church and politics and whatever regardless of what your other labels may be it's important to just is this a person a person and are they worthy of god's love because the bible says they are so let me just love them Mm -hmm. that's it but people get so caught up in it yeah that's powerful stuff. Um, I love it. <laughs> I was going to say something else. I don't remember. Gosh, diddly darn. Um. I think that's something that would be good to like do a podcast on is just talk about sex in general. And then you can kind of, you can unpack those ideas of why sex is so important in the church mm-hmm. and why it is a sin rather than straight sex. I think that's interesting because we're coming from an understanding that we know that. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point. And just at the same time, it's like... Nope. I thought saying that would bring the thought I had five minutes ago would come back. (laughs) Come back. It's going away in the clouds. Ah, My thought bubble popped. Not the thought bubble. (laughs) Why didn't I... Oh, my family group chat is going off. Um, so I guess, like, the bottom line, main takeaway from this whole thing is that it's really not that bad. It just needs a little shape. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> to the song! <laughs> um, um, as the, main cru- takeaway. <laughs> the main takeaway. <laughs> um, we need to just stop getting caught up in trying to like do everything like perfectly and stop to an extent like marginalizing a group quote unquote mm-hmm. being like because ev- everybody equally needs the love of god whether you are just poor you're gay or you believe that elon musk is god um mm-hmm. or <laughs> sorry for back of a better term you believe in trumpism <laughs> the trumpies <laughs> Like, and I think kind of one of the points I made with the podcast was I come from a conservative perspective, but I felt that there was a lot of attacking. Like, if I love Ben Shapiro like any other normal college girl, but... <laughs> <laughs> I just love reading the authoritarian moment on my Friday night. <laughs> you know, typical college girl things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, sometimes I listen to them and I'm like, you're com- it's very, like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's very aggressive. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think that's how you're going to get any kind of gap. Because, like, I feel like the more and more that you have the left being so... Or just the really loud 1% of the left being so abnormally cuckoo. But you also have that portion of the right being like, you're so blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's important to call them out. But at the same time being like, I can acknowledge that I also have my own issues here. And like, I think my perspective just comes from that. You need to show the love of Christ through what you're doing. And I think that it applies here when you're talking to anyone, whether they're queer or have some other sin that they're struggling with, you show them the love of Christ just by being a good person. Mm-hmm. 
and like working on your own faith and trusting that God's gonna let that show through you not I have to do this this and this and I think that Mm -hmm. is a thing that we're missing in a lot of things definitely and again I feel like that needs to be like talked about more it could be happening I'll be a frank I haven't been to church in a lot this summer (laughs) it's my own personal thing (laughs) it's okay (laughs) I can admit that I need to work on myself (laughs) but I feel like that's the most important thing it's like you need to focus on yourself that sounds wrong but like you need to focus on your relationship so you can help other people just Mm -hmm. by living out and pursuing the life Mm -hmm. that Christ calls us to live and that doesn't mean fudging the truth either Mm -hmm. because i think that's what has gotten so touchy about the whole trans non-binary thing is that we understand and the majority of humanity even on this planet to this day understands that a man is a man and a woman is a woman and that cannot change because it's in your very dna it's in every single cell of your body yes you could take out my bones a hundred years from now and it would say exactly i'm a girl it wouldn't say girl with testosterone hormones that she took extra of but continue so like that's that's another aspect of did god did god did jesus say that is a sin do it no longer yes he did it's still important to say truth but you have to say it in love yeah i think that's what i was getting at at the beginning is like i don't think loving someone is just saying everything you're doing is fine like think of it as like if you're in a relationship me with ethan you with trey trey could ethan could be acting like a complete idiot and if i just don't tell him he's acting like an idiot that's not me loving him mm-hmm. so it's like the same in any sense like you have to be able to say and like people need to learn to accept that someone you someone's going to call you out and those are the people that truly care about you because they want you to be the best version of yourself which is why they're telling you that the people who don't call you out for this dumb stuff that you do truly don't care or love about you or want to see you prosper as a human being. Yeah, and I think that's also why LGBTQ people get so mad (laughs) is because they're saying, oh, so you're saying that my life, I'm not as happy as you. You think that you have the right to judge my happiness. Mm -hmm. Well, I know from my Lord and Savior that you could be far more blessed and live a far more fulfilled life in other aspects but people don't say that yeah you know so yeah just talk to people in love man it's all about love love god love people love yourself where's that tiktok (laughs) love yourself (laughs) it's like has like the chicken rubber anyway um anything else to add i feel like we've i don't think so i feel like we've got to like we gotta, we gotta, like, clarify some of these things. Like, our, our stances. So it makes sense. But yes, I don't have anything else to add. Just love people. I think we have okay. clarified our stances. Have we? Okay. Yeah. Okay, we've clarified enough. <laughs> More clarities. Yeah. Like, it's coming from a place of, like, you tell someone... You don't tell someone, but it's, like, a long process of like mm-hmm. you're you're developing a relationship with someone and you do that with anyone is to show that like even you and I we have a relationship that we hope you and I would both be able to say hey you're acting like complete nimwit right like get the sticky out of your booty relax as I like to say <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah I feel like that's that's that and I wish that that's what the church would come at come from is like we just need to love the people 
and, like, go out to them. And I feel like there's not a lot of that. And maybe this podcast will be listened to by millions and millions of people, <laughs> and suddenly we'll see a cultural shift. And we'll get canceled. <laughs> we'll get canceled together. That's okay. Jamie and Naomi, unemployed. <laughs> oh, no. More so we than you. Okay, well, with that, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed Naomi and I finding our way through this. <laughs> I think we found our way, though. Um, anything you want to say, Naomi? Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's cool. Where can they find you? Plug yourself. Oh, I have no plugs. You're not? Everything is private. I may I may do a podcast because I've wanted to do one for years and you've inspired me. Oh. So we'll see. Well, when, now, when Naomi know. starts her true crime podcast, I'll make sure to shout her out at the time. <laughs> Maybe uh, it'll be true crime. I, like, I would, like, juggle them, like, should it be true crime? Should it be politics? Should it be, like, mental health? Should it be, like, it social issues? Like, should it be a, ba- a Bible Christian thing? I don't know. Yep. I don't know. I just picked all of it, so, you know. I'm low. Um, so we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> but, is this working? Hello? Okay, you are recording. Um, sorry guys, my laptop restarted towards the end of the closing there, but it's fine. Naomi and I did have a panic attack because we thought we lost the entire hour of the conversation, but we didn't. So before it crashes again, I'm going to close out. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the daily dot catch. I think that's what it is. I should know what it is by now. (laughs) Plug Um, yourself, kind of. (laughs) Plug new episodes every other Tuesday. I'll see you next time. Peace. Bye, guys.